0: There are two types of pain, one that hurts you and the other that changes you. My next guest took the pain of losing her child and turned it into a gift for thousands of other little children. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Unapologetically KK. I have here with me today the wonderful Daniel Wilson-Nakwee who is not just my PR agent, but has become a really good friend. Hello, and welcome to Unapologetically KK Danny. Hello. (laughs) So you are a PR professional, but you also are a philanthropist, and you have your own foundation. Tell us something about that.
1: I do. Um, Six years ago, um, my husband and I actually adopted a baby from Pakistan. Mm hmm and we brought her back to Dubai at two weeks old. She became really sick. She'd seen many doctors um, here. And then she spent 17 days in ICU in a hospital in Dubai. Right. And nobody knew what the reason was. Her All her organs in her body were failing. Her liver failed. Her kidney failed. She was four months old, but she was bloated to the size of a toddler. And... Nobody knew what the answers were. Nobody knew what her diagnosis was. So we ended up moving her to Tawam Hospital in LA. And the doctors finally did diagnose her. And she had Glutaric academia type 2, which is a metabolic disorder. Mm -hmm. And it's so rare. It's one in 250,000 babies get this disease. And we didn't realize what it was, how this has happened, And within a couple of hours of her diagnosis, she actually died. And with that, my husband, my family, our friends, our community, we were all in shock because this baby who seemed extremely healthy when we first got her, Mm -hmm. all the doctors saying she was fine, became so sick. And I think with the shock, we didn't really know what to do, but I kept trying to find answers. And with those answers, the doctor had told me that she hadn't had a newborn screening test. Okay. Which is known as a heel prick test. Mm-hmm. And this is a test that babies have mandatory at birth. Right. Pakistan is one of the only countries in the world that do not provide newborn screening Mm-hmm. Either because the doctors haven't heard of it. Right. Or they've never had the infrastructure to do so. Okay. So when I found out about this, I contacted my sister, who mm-hmm. lives in Liverpool, who actually is a mid is um a neonatal nurse. And I asked her what it was. And she said, This is a test. Every baby gets it. every baby in the UK gets it paid for by the NHS. Right. And to do it, the blood samples are put through a newborn screening machine. Yes. So I said, tell me more about the machine. So Then I researched them where, uh, more about this machine and found out that the um, the manufacturers are based in Finland and called Perkin Elmer. Mm-hmm. So in my grieving process still, still looking for answers, I contacted them. And they got back to me within a couple of days and said, yes, we're the ones that, you know, manufacture this machine and every baby needs newborn screening. And Pakistan is one of the countries that doesn't have it because we can't get a machine into the country. Why is that? I think... um, Lack of education? I think it's definitely lack of education. People can't afford it. Um, Normally, you know, a newborn screening test costs. In a country like Pakistan, where the parents aren't educated, doctors aren't educated to the extent of what this machine, what this test actually tests for, which is up to 40 different diseases. But Um, are we talking about
0: these machines in kind of rural parts of Pakistan? I'm sure the private hospitals, the government hospitals must be having them. You're Mm -hmm. saying that it's not available to everyone or it's not available to anyone?
1: They didn't even understand in Pakistan what newborn screening was. There was no machine and no tests were being done to send outside the country. So, for example, in Dubai, there isn't a newborn screening machine here. hmm But every tested, every baby is tested, mandatory. Right. And the tests are sent to either Germany, Saudi, Jordan, or America. Okay. And then the results are given to the parents.
0: Hmm. Yes, I know. My both my kids were born
1: in Dubai, and they've both had that. Exactly. When I had my twins, I had them tested on my chest. I was like make sure you test my babies. Um. But Pakistan, there was nothing. So we actually went to Finland, mm-hmm. and we met Peck and Alma, and we told them their story how we lost our daughter Zara at four months old, and. They said, look, I can see your passion Mm -hmm. and we understand your story. If you can make this happen in Pakistan, we will donate you a newborn screening machine.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: They were phenomenal. Now this machine would have cost us half a million dollars if we'd have bought it. Wow. So this brings me to the fact that I held my daughter dead in my arms. Yes. And I said, I will never let a baby go through the pain that she went through. Mm -hmm. And I would never let a family go through the heartache that my husband and I and my family had to go through. Right. All because of a simple test. So now I've been given a machine. Mm -hmm. I have... More passion and determination to make this happen. In a country that I don't know, Mm -hmm. I've adopted my daughter from, my my in-laws live there, I've never lived there. It's a different culture.
0: Your husband is Pakistani. My husband's
1: Pakistani but never lived there. Right. I was on a mission.
0: So what was the first thing you did? after speaking to the company and saying them saying that if you can get us into Pakistan, then we will give you the machine because obviously that's a big part of it, but that's not the end of it. You have to go into a country that doesn't know anything about it, that doesn't accept that it's even required. What was the first thing you did when you went into Pakistan?
1: It's actually quite a funny story when I look back now. Again, woman on a mission. I told my father-in-law, who's an ex-banker, you are running this with me. We Mm -hmm. need to find a top pediatrician. We find one of the top pediatricians in the whole of Pakistan who lived in Islamabad, Mm -hmm. where we adopted Zara from. Well, she was actually from the north, but our family is based in um, Islamabad. And he had wanted to do newborn screening. He knew everything about it. So he was on the same page as us. I said, let's start this. Let's start a charity. We registered a charity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, um Perk and Alma said they'd give us the machine. I started to raise some money just, just in my daughter's name. We waited a year mm-hmm. to get the machine into the country. Wow. And the reason was we had to pay duty on the machine. Mm-hmm. Now, for a new charity just starting up, we've got our license, we've got our doctor in place, we've got my father-in-law running it, speaking to hospitals. We were starting to spread the word to hospitals and doctors, but I didn't have the machine in place yet.
0: Mm -hmm. And did you need the machine in the country? Yes. You couldn't have sent the tests?
1: Well, so yes, we did need our own machine because we are technically a lab and we wanted to set up our own lab in the mm-hmm. country but to begin with we did send our tests via med labs which is a family run laboratory in Jordan mm-hmm. and they tested all our babies for us free of charge right we started to enroll clinical a clinical team to mm-hmm. work with us who med labs then while we were waiting to get the machine into the country trained our staff now because we couldn't pay duty to get the machine into the country it would have been far too expensive. The machine was half a million dollars. Because we are a charity that runs on integrity, and love, mm-hmm. honesty, and transparency, we waited and waited. And my father-in-law every day went to the 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 company that would pay the, you'd have to pay the duty to, and he kept explaining what we are trying to do. Right. It took a year, and after one year we got the permissions that they would drop any charges for duty. That's amazing. Again, it was another journey that we had to go on, but we persevered and we got through it. So we never paid any duty on the machine. We then took a location. We put our own machine in, the lo- in our lab, mm-hmm. which is called the ZB Foundation Lab. And to this day... We have tested up to 20,000 babies on our own machine. Wow. And they are in the north and central Pakistan, and we're soon to go into the south, especially Karachi. And because of the great work the team has done to date, Perk and Elma have just donated us a second machine. That <laughs> is
0: just beyond amazing i mean it's just the power of persistence it's the power of not giving up it's the power of believing that it's tough you know it's not going to happen overnight but we're going to do it and and finding a way to get it done and and i think that's such an inspiring story but i'm sure i'm sure that one of the most difficult things was educating the people there to accept this this form of screening educating the parents educating the doctors you know just getting awareness out there now that you have this machine and now that you can do this and save so many children from unnecessary pain how do you spread the word
1: it's an ongoing process Um, we have so in Zara's team. We have eleven staff, and they are go. They are either working in the lab or going to hospitals and meeting doctors and meeting hospital admin staff to explain what we do. Zara was born in Lady Reading Hospital in the north of Pakistan, and they deliver approximately ninety babies a month. Wow! So we have a signed agreement with them that every baby in this hospital has to be tested by the ZB.
0: For free? For
1: free. Every test we do is for free. Nobody pays. However, we still only receive maybe 20, 30 tests from them a month because not every baby is tested. Why? So when we ask why, either doctors aren't doing it, they're too busy, they're they're not asking the midwives for support, the mother leaves with the baby within a couple of hours because a baby needs to be tested once they have digested milk. Right. So that's normally f- between forty eight and seventy-two hours. Yeah. Um, in some countries, the midwives go to the parents' home. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where they that's how they'll test the baby. But we're not receiving every test. Now, for us it's frustrating because we have spoken to many doctors and they say babies don't need to be tested. There's nothing wrong with this baby. Well, there was nothing wrong with Zara when you looked at her. There was nothing wrong with Zara when she'd been to three doctors for second and third opinions Mm -hmm. to see if she had any illness. Right. Nothing. The only way you can detect a child that has a metabolic disorder is by a newborn screening test. Some of these tests could just be, for example, PKU is purely diet. Mm -hmm. So you take protein and dairy out of the child's diet, they'll survive. Right. Some of these children, they might um, get sickle cell disease. They might have what a form of metabolic disorder like Zara had. It's not apparent at birth. Yep. And if it doesn't happen within the first couple of months of the child's life, mm-hmm. and if the child hasn't died within the first couple of days of being born, the child will get it as a toddler. Right. So every child needs this. So we are constantly our biggest battle is with doctors biggest battle not the parents because if a doctor tells a parent what to do the parent will do it sure and i have a real life example a cousin of my husband's had a baby Mm -hmm. and he delivered his uh, his wife delivered the baby in lahore Mm -hmm. and my father-in-law who's the chairman is there as his, as his baby was born, and there was a doctor. Right. So my father-in-law was saying, you have to test the baby. And he looked at the doctor and said, doctor, do I need to test the baby? And the doctor said no. Wow. And my cousin ignored my father-in-law, who knew our story about Sarah. Yes. Because the doctor said you don't have to. And he never tested his child. Wow. And that's a family member. All because a doctor says you don't have to. Now, I after Zara died, believe it or not, we adopted our second baby from Pakistan. Mm-hmm. I pinned a doctor against the wall wow. in a hospital in Pakistan to demand a screening test he didn't really know how to do it
0: But how is this possible it is this is not a new test mm-hmm. it is not something that is controversial it is not something that has any side effects and it has been around for several years it has it is being used internationally and these doctors are being trained and to international standards how is it possible that they are against it or they are resisting it
1: i think time management, and they're not all as educated to the level we think. There are many amazing doctors, but the doctors that are there in Pakistan that are amazing, maybe they never had the infrastructure to do so. Today, now, we receive emails from hospitals in Karachi, Lahore, Peshawar, saying, we need to test a child. We've seen your organization. Please, can we have some cards? Mm-hmm. Because the way you do it, there's a screening card. Right, and it has five circles at the end of the card. So you will prick the baby's heel mm-hmm. and you will squeeze the blood onto the blotting paper of the card. Right. That card, we will pick up for you. Our team will physically pick it up or you can post it to us, carry it to us. Mm-hmm. We will test that with that blotting paper. Within a day, you will have the results. A day. A day. Now... Because of the, our support, our partner, mm-hmm. who are based in MedLabs, if we find that any test, we're a little bit concerned, but it rings alarm bells that our team, being only six years old, are still in its infancy. We don't know if there's something missing. We send it to MedLabs for a further investigation, and they test that for free for us. And they will give us the results. day later Mm -hmm. so in two days you will know if your child has any illness
0: have you found any children who've had issues
1: our results right now even though we're testing children sporadically Mm -hmm. we've had one in a thousand babies wow one in a thousand which is very high
0: it is high it is high high. i mean you're saying that it's the condition that your daughter had at birth was one in 250,000 and you're still were able to find one in a 1,000, which of requires full, intervention.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and that's only the babies that have survived, that we're saying one in a 1,000. We have lost many babies in the first couple of hours of being born. And the parents never know why their child has died. Right. And the very, I think what gave me also huge motivation that I'm doing the right thing and Mm -hmm. this is my path and this is my journey Mm -hmm. even though I lost Sarah the very first baby we tested in our lab had a newborn screening test had a metabolic disorder and died within a couple of hours no the very first test we did in our lab wow and luckily for us the parents were very grateful and understood and they said that they'd lost four babies before they lost that child and wow. basically both parents had a their chromosomes their genetics wouldn't work together right so they never actually could physically have a child of their own wow so what knew.
0: what can be done once the child is screened and you find that they require intervention. Is there, are they
1: equipped then the hospitals to treat that child? No, we work with a company, an organization called Nutritia. Mm-hmm. And Nutritia um, are from the Netherlands and they are heavily supporting the foundation because if we find that a child has a positive result, mm-hmm. they come in and provide that child with a, a formula mm-hmm. that will see them right through life. They look after them. So every child that does have an illness, we give to Nutrition. Wow. And that's the only way nutrition can do what they do with the support from us, Mm -hmm. providing the child, letting them know which child has the illness, and they take the child forward. And as I say, it could just be their diet, um, the formula that they have. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of children in Dubai, I've been to conferences here that have PKU, Right. Their parents lock the fridge. They're teenagers, but they can never have certain things in their life to eat. Right. Some children are not that lucky to, that it's diet. And, you know, it's such a, a a disease that will, you know, it it takes their life within a very short time.
0: That's so that's if they don't have intervention, but they they are the able to survive, even if they do have intervention. There are some, yeah. You do lose them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But at least you know why. And I think for me, if i had never realized that Zara had a form of metabolic disorder, I would have questioned myself all my life.
0: Right. That did you do something wrong? Did you not what care for I her? Take? Well, yeah, absolutely. And I
1: still went through the guilt process. Why as a mother didn't I know this? But mm. she was taking her milk. At a month old, she was super strong. Right. I was like, wow, this is a strong girl, you know. For me, she was just, she was my perfect child, but inside, she was dying.
0: Right. But that has driven you to make sure that other people have a chance to survive this condition. And I wanted to ask you, what is it that you do to raise money for your foundation? How do you raise it?
1: Raising money is very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Especially, we're a Pakistani registered company. We're actually an a fully licensed and audited NGO in Pakistan. Right. We're just about to be licensed in Dubai. Mm-hmm. But we run solely on personal donations. Okay. Everything that we do... Is every money that we receive mm-hmm. goes into the organization. Nothing else is taken from it. Right. We apply for grants mm-hmm. in Pakistan. We've we've received a couple. Um, Some people personally hear about what we've done and say that they would like to support us. Whether that be supporting the infrastructure, where right. it's our eleven staff, our rent of our location, or it could be that they just want to provide the funding for the actual screening. Mm-hmm. So our test now costs about 350 dirhams each. Right. And that's only because when you put the blood samples on a plate to mm-hmm. go through the machine, the plate can cater for X amount. Right. But if I don't fill that plate, I still have to put it through the machine to test because that's a baby's life. Yes, basically. you
0: can't wait I to, can't to wait. fill up the plate.
1: Right. So the more tests I do, mm-hmm. the cheaper yes. it will become. Yes, right. So right now, as I say, we go on personal donations. We've been lucky enough, as I say, to um, test 20,000 babies. Right. Um, and we should have, which I will tell you about nearer the time, some great news at the end of the year, which, fingers crossed, will help us next year financially.
0: That's Amazing. I wanted to ask you, is this raising awareness? Have you seen a shift in people knowing more about this test since you started?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we've had a lot of media coverage in Pakistan. Mm -hmm. We had um, the biggest Geo TV supported us at an event last year. And they gave me a two-minute slot throughout the week. on the tv program explaining what we do and how we go about doing it we are there educating doctors all the time we've um we have youtube clips we try to put um branding out and around the country Mm -hmm. we have flyers in hospitals we are raising um awareness we do have a lot of people that contact us every time I'm in the country I ask the taxi drivers have your wife got children I tell them about it we've got videos that have been translated into Urdu um, with subtitles so yes people are knowing about it but it's such a huge country yeah I mean their population there's 4.2 million babies being born a year in that country (laughs) that's the entire population of New Zealand yeah. So we have a huge, huge job, but even 20,000, it's 20,000 more babies. Absolutely,
0: than absolutely. That is a huge number and definitely an amazing step, you know, in the right direction. And I hope more and more people find out about this. So how can people find you on social media or how can they know more about what you're doing?
1: So definitely go to our website, the Mm -hmm. also our social media pages the zb foundation go and see what we're doing um we have phone numbers there where you can call our team in pakistan Mm -hmm. if you need to speak to me or our team in dubai we're always here to help ask feel free to ask us any questions we just want the word spread we just we're just trying to save babies that's that's our only mission and i feel like The more awareness and the more things that I can do Mm -hmm. to get the message out there, the more babies we'll be testing per week.
0: That's amazing. If you are in Pakistan, I hope you spread the word about what the ZB Foundation is doing. And if you're in any other part of the world, you know, make sure that you get your babies tested and make sure you understand what your child requires once they're born. Thank you so much, Danny, for talking to us. An amazing initiative and I hope you grow more and more each year. Thank you, this is Kanchan Kulkarni saying goodbye for now and speak to you again soon.